Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. We have a bunch of callers on hold, so it'll be fun to talk with them in a minute and see what their questions are and see what the answers are to their questions. But in the first um, the first thing I want to do is announce who our winner is for the May giveaway of a free session. And it's somebody named Shira N. Shira N. And Shira's Apple podcast review says, quote, I was first introduced to Julie Ryan when my old boss accidentally sent a picture of her book to which I knew I had to read. I thought that was interesting. Her boss sent her a picture of my book and she was like, okay, I want to read that book. She went on to say it was eye-opening. Since then, listening to her podcast has been refreshing, comforting, and offering more guidance than I could ever imagine. And so you are the winner of the May drawing, Miss Shira. And please email me, julie at askjulieryan.com, and we will set up a date and time that works with your schedule and mine. How this works, everybody, is each month I do a free session for somebody. And all you have to do to join the drawing is put a review on iTunes about this show, sign up for my blog at AskJulieRyan.com and follow me on Instagram at AskJulieRyan.com. And then I'll, I'll give you a free one-hour session valued at $155. And we really have fun because we can talk about absolutely anything and everything you want. You want me to scan you medically? We can do that. We can, we can scan your pets, talk to deceased loved ones, uh, spirit guides, whatever, past life stuff. We just have a ball when we're doing it. And the reason I do this, you guys, is because I'm so appreciative of you all listening to the show. And I know $155 is a lot of money to a lot of people, especially now with all the COVID stuff going on. So I just do that as something that makes a drawing fun and and hopefully someone who can't afford to do a, a an hour session will win. That's my hope. All right, let's go to the phones and see who we have this evening. I believe our first caller is Brian. Hi, Brian. Hello, Julie. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Terrific. Everybody, I got to be on Brian's show last week, and it was so much fun, Brian. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. I learned a lot. It was an honor just to get a chance to talk with you. Oh, sweet thing. (laughs) We covered a lot of different topics, didn't we? We did. We, t- we covered a lot. I asked some weird questions. I think I asked some questions you might not have been asked before or close, maybe. <laughs> but I love that. 
because it makes it so much more fun, you know, to just get questions that I, I think, okay, yeah, I, right. how, wow, how does that work? And then go back, bounce ideas back and forth. Tell everybody a little bit about you. Uh, I'm, I'm a writer. I got a YouTube channel, uh, Brian Scott, and uh, I just uh, have just an overwhelming desire to help as many people as possible with the stuff that I've learned and the channel that I've created. And so um, I offer meditations and uh, just try to teach I'm in the process I'm learning at the same time. So that's basically what I'm doing. Well, and you kind of cover a whole bunch of different topics. I mean, it's just not not yeah. woo woo, and and it's all kinds of other things as well, all mixed into this amazing soup that you're right. concocting. Can you give everybody an idea a little bit more about all the topics that you are interested in and that you like to cover? Yeah, when when looking at metaphysics, it's a lot like you're in the kitchen and you're just picking different ingredients. So especially with spirituality, as we learn more and we grow, uh, you know, we, we acquire new sources of information, it's kind of an open source spirituality. So uh, I'm always bringing in all information. I'm trying to fit it all together so that I can understand it, it makes sense. Um, so I'm interested in everything from the afterlife to the way our minds work now and, and magic and the history of the world and how it all interrelates so I deal with everything from quantum physics to the law of one to reality transurfing to surfing through parallel realities, which was the focus of my book, was the idea of trying this, to uh, explore this idea that we can, we can actually go through different realities, There's a, that we have an awareness of these different realities. Um, but uh, among other things, I'm, I'm just somebody that's uh, very just... Uh, fascinated with everything and people really enjoy uh, sharing with me the process of learning uh, more of a learner than a teacher uh, but mm-hmm. but I what happens is through my process of learning people are learning with me and I think so I end up teaching at the same time is what it was what I'm basically doing <laughs> oh I agree and they say that the best teachers are you know that's where you learn the most is it's true it's when you're teaching stuff, right? Yeah, I, I found you to be really a masterful interviewer because yeah, Thank you. you you went a lot of different down a lot of different avenues that were unexpected for me in some ways, but I think it made for a really interesting conversation. I mean, that sounds egotistical and I don't mean it to, but it, no, was, it, did. it was, it was very, I got interesting comments after that interview. Everybody was very interested at your absolute confidence. You know, oh. when, uh, other, when you, when you listen to other psychics, you can always, always tell that tiny bit of, but your absolute confidence was what she, was so amazing in that interview. <laughs> Um, so interesting, interesting. Well, you know, I've done it for a long time, and I was telling yeah. somebody not too long ago that that somebody was asking me about medical intuitive stuff. They said, "Well, have you done very many people?" I said, "Yeah, I'll probably scan easily two thousand people a year, just for medical I, stuff." Right. I mentioned you in another podcast recently because you had kind of opened up an avenue of exploration that had me thinking. You would say, "We all choose when we die." Mm-hmm. And I was listening to a, an, a channeled entity, Seth, who, who mentioned the same thing, that we all choose when we die. And he was talking about epidemics and pandemics and that in the past, when we've had plagues and pandemics, that people have died almost, it's like they had a purpose for their dying. 
And, and many times those plagues and epidemics resulted in changes in government, in society. People were very poor. And there was almost like a mutual people had chosen to leave uh, because it, it, it meant something. It was, there was a purpose behind their death that they could align with that pandemic. And I was thinking, that's exactly what you, you were saying. It was mm-hmm. kind of an inter- in it. I'm, so thank you for unveiling that level of the onion of the afterlife. I appreciate that. <laughs> you are so welcome. <laughs> well, how can everybody find you? Tell us, tell us how people can find you and find your show. And I'll have our show up on all my social media when this show's uh, becomes available this weekend. And so you yeah. you can just go to ask Julie Ryan and you'll be able to find it. And how can people find you in the meantime? Brian Scott on YouTube is, is the first place. I have a website that um, I lazily up, update with all the episodes, which is therealityrevolution.com. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm on Instagram at therealityrevolution, thou underscore reality underscore revolution. Mm-hmm. And so um, also on Facebook, we have a Facebook group where we talk about all this stuff. So uh, the reality revolution as well. And Brian is spelled with an I, you guys, B-R-I-A-N. That's right. Yeah. It's not spelled brain. A lot of people like end up spelling Brian's brain. So <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while, I'll get somebody will say, hi, July, <laughs> instead of truly. Oh, right. like, like, they don't even know. J-U-L-Y. <laughs> I've gotten that too. So I'm like, you probably, you probably get it more than I do. But um, yeah. Yeah, what a compliment that they're calling you brain. Hi, brain. I love that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, thanks for joining us this evening. Thank and you thanks so much for having for me on the show. And, and we'll be in touch. I appreciate it. Well, okay. I might have to book some time with you soon. I had questions I was going to ask you, and I might have to um, book some time with you soon. So, I would All love right. that. We'll make that right. happen. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, that really was a fun show. I do a lot of interviews, and I'm what a what a joy to do them. And uh, and Brian's was really really fun. You guys, it's worth listening to. Okay. Here we go. Let's go to the phones. I believe our first caller is Miss Tanya. Hi, Tanya. Hi. Hi How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Julie. So sure. thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta. You guys are leading the charge with reopening, aren't you? I. We are. Yeah. Very exciting. I find everybody I talk to is really excited, at least here in the U.S. And also in other countries. Um, I talked to somebody in London earlier today, and they were saying that they're starting to open up, too, and and just the excitement of, oh, gosh, we're going to be able to go to a restaurant. Or I, I'm excited right. to get my nails done, Tanya. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just keep yes, – no, I just, just keep – filing the ends of them and they have um I, I have I was laughing I told Tim my husband they have polish on them still from about seven or eight weeks ago and oh, wow. so, so a third of my nails on the bottom are just bare and I said I think that's probably the first time my nails haven't had polish on them in maybe 40 years wow. <laughs> but but they're but they're still polished on the on the top because they have gel polish on them. I, I'm impressed with how how well they look after seven weeks. But yeah, yeah. 
So I could be a I could be a, a spokesperson for the gel nail polish companies. You know, hey, yeah, I had it on for yeah. seven weeks. And it still looked good. It's just the bottom third of yeah. my nail was just without polish. So, anyways, I digress. You have a question for me? That's right. Yes, I, I, I do. Well, I just wanted to say that I really miss um, our get-togethers for graduates. Can't can't wait for our June uh, graduate meeting. It's just it's so wonderful to be able to be with everyone, and it's it's just it's changed my life. So I, I'm really grateful. Just Tanya was a tribe. Yeah, yeah, Tanya was in uh, the angelic attendant training class before this one. Actually, the one that I'm doing now, our last class is Saturday this weekend. And but Tanya was in the last one, so I'm glad you enjoyed it. It, it is life changing, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. And the amazing part, I rewatch, not just I, I know other people are doing, rewatching our um, sessions, and they're just as potent, if not more, now in the recording, because we're picking up things that we may have missed or didn't absorb quite completely at the time. And it's just amazing, the, the power in them. It, it, it's just unbelievable. So thank you. You're welcome. And they're really fun, too, aren't they? We have, bla- we have a blast when we're together. Yeah, That's the thing. People tell me, they go, you know, I expected to be able to learn to do all this woo stuff, but I didn't expect to have as much fun as I'm having with all of this. So I know oh, it's supposed yeah, to no, be it's fun. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Pure joy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. I've got a question. I could talk to you all <laughs> I, night, I but. Have, I, I do have a question. I was wondering if you could help me grow back a kidney. I was married to an energy vampire, yes, and I knew that something was going to give because I could feel my uh, life force leaving me. So I didn't, I didn't know much about energy or energy healing at the time, unfortunately. So at the time, I just, it just happened, and it was very quick where I had to go to the doctor. Next thing I knew, I lost my kidney, and there was no, it, it, it wasn't cancerous, it was benign. But ever since then, it's been almost 11 years now that my life is on track and everything is wonderful. I keep thinking that I'm missing an organ I just gave as a price for being in a vampire relationship. So now I feel like I, I want to grow it back. And I was wondering if you could help me kickstart it. Well, explain to everybody what you mean you lost a kidney. Was it surgically removed or it's yes, just it's not working? Removed. Okay, yes, and why did they remove it? Because it, it had like a, a, a tumor. It wasn't cancerous, but they found that it had a tumor in, inside, so the entire thing had to be taken out. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect to you. You know this, but I'm saying it for everybody, especially sure. people who are first-time listeners. I raised my vibrational level to the level of spirit. And we're all spirits attached to a body having a human experience. And when we're attached to a body, we vibrate more slowly simply because the body has mass. So I turn my abilities on and off at will. And I'm watching a laser beam come from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama, and heading east on Interstate 20 to Atlanta, which is a couple of hours (laughs) east of me. So it doesn't take very long. And it's hooking into Tanya. And then I have a hologram of Tanya in my mind's eye, like beam me up, Scotty, on Star Trek. You know how when somebody is going to a different spaceship or a different planet, they turn into a hologram of themselves when they're being transported. 
That's what holograms look like in my mind's eye, Tanya. And then I envision shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head. And it's as if I'm looking at an X-ray or a CT scan or an MRI. The hologram that is you is turned around, so I'm looking at you from behind. When I'm doing this on a private session, everybody, I go in blind the first time because I want to see where the energy is going to go. Because oftentimes it'll go, I would say probably 50% of the time, it'll go to something maybe that's asymptomatic or something that nobody's caught that's causing some other symptoms. And we just, they just haven't, the doctors haven't made the connection yet. And so I always go in when I say I go in blind the first swipe, but on the show, I don't have time to do that. So I'm going in and looking for your kidneys. The thing about when organs are removed, Tanya, that fascinates me is it's like there's a, um, there's a, uh, sack that's left like an outline of your kidney. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a, a a um, blister on your heel from a new pair of shoes. And if you pop the blister, it leaves that sack of skin. Yep. You know, till you, till it dries up and then you can cut it off or whatever. The, um, this looks like an outline of your kidney and it would be almost like a sack. So what I'm doing is I'm putting stem cell energy inside that sack and it's filling. Stem cell energy looks like light amber colored gel it has sparkles in it, and it has a watery consistency to it. It is the absolute coolest stuff, Tanya, because it will regenerate whatever body part we need, including whole organs. And sometimes they show up on scans like MRIs and CT scans. Sometimes they don't, but who cares if they show up if they work? That's the point, right? So that's filling. There's a vortex that started spinning above it. Imagine a funnel cloud, like in a tornado, spinning very fast. And it's that centrifugal force that I see that transforms the stem cell energy into new body parts. The reason why I'm so descriptive in my healing, the stuff that I'm seeing in my head, is because if you can envision what I'm seeing in my mind's eye, Tanya, or get a sense for it, it's going to help integrate the healing into your body. Because the healing happens energetically, and then it will it will go into your body. And that can happen instantly. It can take days, weeks, months. You may need some kind of complementary care, like change in diet or surgery or physical therapy or whatever. But, uh, but that's how it works. That's why I'm so descriptive in the healings that I get to see. And certainly it's spirit working through me and with me with these healings. It's not something I'm doing. It's something that's, it's a collaboration of spirit working through me. So that's spinning. And as that's being regenerated and it's almost done being regenerated, I watch it in warp speed. Then what I'll watch is I'll watch the plumbing get reattached to the kidney that's been cordoned off when they removed the kidney. You know, they, they didn't want you bleeding to death, so they had to had to sure. um, to take those connections away. All right, it's being reconnected now. And a lot of this stuff that I see in my mind's eye is emulating what I saw in operating rooms for all those years that I was in and out of surgeries and other departments of the hospital because I was in the medical supply business for all those years as an inventor and a manufacturer. So that's getting all reconnected right now. 
um, shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head, and it looks like it's online. So it'll be interesting to see if you notice a difference, if you feel differently. Thank you. And and I, I haven't felt it missing really except emotionally. It's like, why did I have to give up an organ, perfectly healthy organ, just for this relationship that I couldn't get out of? So because now it's more... Mm-hmm. Because everything unfolds perfectly in our lives, right? Right. Now I know. Now I know. Now I know. That's why I felt like I should put back what was taken. I'll be complete. I'll be aligned and complete completely. <laughs> you are now. You've got an energetic so, kidney in there, so you you ask for it, you get it. And I think that's a great example of we can regenerate whatever we want energetically. Whatever body part we need, I always tell people I don't edit anything I get because everything can be healed. Whether it shows up on a scan in a, at a hospital or a doctor's office or not, it doesn't matter. You know, it still can be healed energetically. So I hope, I, I'll be eager to hear if you notice the difference. Absolutely. Julie, thank okay. you so very much for you all bet. the work, for everything you do. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Mm-hmm. Bye, Tanya. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. All Let's see who our next color is. I believe it's Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi, Hi, Amy. Hi, Julie. How are you, girl? Hey, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Loving all this information on the show. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, I'm riding my bike again, which is a miracle. So thank you. That is a miracle. Tell everybody why that's a miracle. I fell on my right knee and my left shoulder on March 6th, and I had three broken bones in my shoulder, and my right knee was fractured. And I was on a cane, and I was in agony, and I'm a tough cookie. Mm-hmm. I've been through things in life, mm-hmm. and I bless you for any of that stem cell energy you sent because it seemed to expedite things because 53 days later, I could get on my bike. That's miraculous. It is. And I'm not, you know, I'm still still having to mend a few things, but it seems so minor to all that pain. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you're you. welcome. Thank you. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. San Diego. All right. And you and got you a question have, for me? I have a whole new curve for you. Okay. I have, I have got to get my life purpose going. I have been 25 years massage and energy work. I'm burnt out. I don't even know if my shoulder is really going to let me do it the way. I mean, it, it, it's just, I need to do food and nutrition and inspiring. And I loved um, Brian Scott's talk uh, at the beginning of the show, because I am such a metaphysical soul. Mm-hmm. And I, do I need to do health coaching? I mean, do my spirit guides have anything they want to shout out? Huh. Well, let me see. Hang on a second. Let me mute somebody that just joined us. Hi. I'm going to mute you. Okay. Good. Thanks. Sorry. Um, all right. Well, Amy, let's get them on the line and let's see what they have to say. The spirit guides appear to me like a version of Father Time. And they uh, look like kind of like Gandalf in Lord of the Rings or Dumbledore in Harry Potter. And um, so you have seven of them behind you right now. And the main one is to your right. So question for them. Questions for them. 
what is my best gift to give to this world so I can leave my heart print with the work I do? Please help me clarify this and how to go about it. (laughs) The word compassion came in after about the third word out of your mouth. You teach people compassion. How do I do that? By example, I get that you are very, uh, you're, you're, an, you're an equal love kind of a person. I mean, you like love everybody for the most part is what I'm getting within reason. I mean, you know, nobody loves everybody. Maybe, maybe religious figures did, but I don't even know that they did. I think they were human too. Um, the, the thing that I'm getting is use your compassion to help people. People who are, the word downtrodden came in. With food and nutrition, is that the type of? I get a yes on that. I get in whatever way that you want. So, Amy, you know how to talk to your spirit guides. You've listened to the show for a while. So you ask a question in your head, and the first thing that comes in your head is going to be them answering you. And be really specific, you know, drill it down because spirits are very literal and um, just start asking questions. It's not like you're going to get a download of a business plan in the next five minutes, you know, keep asking questions. Okay, well, if, if I can serve people with being compassionate, what does that look like? How do I do that? Where do I do that? Just keep asking questions, and you know the first thing that comes in your head is going to be spirit answering you. Great. Treasure hunt time. That's what life's about. Yeah, absolutely. It's the adventure. So take a step, and then ask another question, and then act on it, and then ask another question and act on that. Because what we tend to do is we stay really stuck because we don't take action. We're getting all this information in, and we don't take action. So take action. You're going to be led to something else. Take action on that. Even if it's looking up a website, that can happen as well. And then take a step, and then you're going to get another another uh, something that will lead you to take the next step. And just do it step at a time. Follow the yellow brick road. You know, all all bricks, all the yellow brick road leads to Oz. The bricks are going to light up one at a time. Just keep following the yellow brick road. You can't go wrong. Can't make a mistake. I love that description. All right. Thank you. You're, wear, you're wearing the ruby slippers, girl. You already got them on. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Glad you're feeling better. Take care. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Let's see who's next. I believe it's Holly. Hi, Holly. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm kind of nervous, but I'm, I'm good. I'm excited <gasps> to be here. You're nervous. I'm going to be nervous. I think about. We, have, we just have fun on this show. Yeah. Well, actually, I shout out to Brian Scott because someone sent me your his interview with you, and I, I've never um, encountered either of you before now, and I really enjoyed both of you. So here oh, I am. How nice. And I'm calling from Tucson area, Arizona. Okay. Terrific. Got a question yeah. for me? Yes. Um, so I, what I, I wrote several, but what I honed in on is I have this, um, often I'll get angry very quickly and mm-hmm. I feel stressed and, um, I don't know if we want to talk to spirit about it 
forest. We need to check in my body. When I ask spirit, I feel like they're saying has to do with my mother. And it's been a lot of work around what goes on with what has gone on in the past with my mom. I wanted to get some of your insights on this. Yeah. Well, any emotion that feels bad, Holly, is an emotion based in fear. That's the bottom line. And when you think about it, if you think about the thoughts that kind of set you off, it, it's a cascade of thoughts that feel bad. And, and I call it MSU. We're making stuff up when we're doing mm-hmm. this. You can substitute that S stuff for any word that starts with S that you want. Okay. <laughs> I use making stuff up. So our heads are big satellite dishes, and they receive okay. and they transmit frequencies. Thoughts do not originate in our heads. They originate in the ethers, and we pull them in based on what we're thinking of. And so it's like turning your satellite, tuning your satellite head, satellite dish head, to a radio station. You're on 94.7, you're on smooth smooth jazz. You turn to 92.1, you're on talk radio. You know, it's turning the station, right? So when you're feeling an emotion that feels bad, There are two kinds of fear. There's rational fear and there's irrational fear. Rational fear is something's going to kill you, so you better change the conditions. Irrational fear is everything else. And guess what? It's all false. It's fake news. It's all false. We make it up. We're MSU. We're making stuff up. So what we want to do is we want to disrupt that channel and turn to a different channel. Because as you heard me telling Tanya, everything unfolds perfectly in our lives. And so when you're feeling badly, you ask this question, is this going to kill me in the next two minutes? <laughs> and you're going to laugh a lot of the time because you're going to say, oh, for God's sakes, no. If I'm in line in Costco and I'm 20th and it's going to take me an hour to get out of here, is that going to kill me? No. Is it frustrating? Yeah. But is it going to kill me? No. As soon as you go to curiosity, you break that connection on that frequency of those negative thoughts coming in. And then you want to ask yourself, how is this benefiting me? Well, how it's benefiting you is a whole bunch of ways, but one way it's absolutely benefiting you is in pointing out a limiting belief, which is causing an irrational fear, which is all false that you're making up in your head. Okay. Okay. So I call it the two-minute rule. And the good thing about the two-minute rule is it's free and it's really convenient because it works anywhere your brain is. And your brain's usually with you wherever you are. (laughs) So try that. The more you do it, the more it'll become a habit and you'll get out of stuff really fast and you'll be able to differentiate between a rational and an irrational fear. If you remember, everything that feels bad is based in fear. And that's not who we are. Our spirit's pure love. So when we're feeling badly about something, we're out of alignment with our spirit. It's like our spirit saying, hey, look at this from a different perspective. Emotions are our internal GPS, lets us know when we're out of alignment, when we feel bad. Now you have the two-minute rule technique. I call it a trick. You have a two-minute rule trick that you can use to help you feel better. Okay. Um, okay. So so it comes up when I have young kids, and it comes up mm-hmm. then. And mm-hmm. so, like, you know, I kind of step aside. So, of course, none of that's going to – I'm making stuff up. So – I just kind of step out of it. Is there any other action after that? Yeah, you're making stuff up. Well, so you're getting angry with them because they're doing something that's making you angry, right? 
Um, yeah, I'm having like an overreaction to something yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's coming from fear and the fear may be, oh my gosh, people are going to think I'm not a very good mom or, you know, they're not following what I'm asking them to do. They're not behaving. I mean, whatever. It's like you go down and whatever, whatever those thoughts are, they're not going to kill you in the next two minutes. And anything that isn't going to kill you in the next two minutes is fake. It's false. You're making it up. Okay, because often have like no reason for it. It just constantly yeah. comes up. So it's coming from fear. So you start using that two minute rule. It's going to become a habit. Your life is going to run so much smoother. You'll see. Okay. Okay. Thanks for calling. Thank you. You bet. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing, they've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So, if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer for just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth bedding. I love them and so will you. Our next color is Iris. Hi, Iris. Hello. Hi, Iris. How are you? How are you? Terrific. I'm doing pretty. I'm doing good. Good. <laughs> um, tell everybody where you're calling I'm, from. I'm calling from Gaithersburg, Maryland. All right. Terrific. And that- I'm, my question is centered around my mom. I was just wondering if she will allow you to. I asked her a couple times. And mm-hmm. she doesn't quite understand the concept to scan her body. She has dementia. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, I guess I'm operating in a little bit of fear right now because I mm-hmm. take care of her full time. Mm-hmm. And so that means that I don't have a traditional job, but I have different little things going on, but none can really fully support me. And I guess my greatest fear is that she dies. But I know that's going to happen, but I don't know when, and I don't have control over that. Mm-hmm. But um, I know sometimes uh, she she's, she has good days and bad days with remembering who I am and being present and not in the past. So I, I just wanted to kind of check what the progression is with her disease. Okay. All right. So she has dementia. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, and they believe it's um, by Alzheimer's, but they never really officially um, taking done any tests because apparently mm-hmm. the tests are very expensive. Okay. Yeah, it's not like it's going to change the outcome a whole lot, right? It's like the symptoms yeah. are still the same, it sounds like. All right, what I'm going to do, Iris, is I'm going to connect to you and from you to your mom. So tell okay. me your mom, what's your mom's name? I'm looking name? at her and see if she will. Her name oh, is Freddie Perry. Freddie Freddy. May. She's from the South. Freddie May. I love that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's kind of my yeah. people down here in Alabama. Yeah. It was yeah. funny. I was yeah, telling somebody. Yeah, not too far from Georgia. 
these, um, you know, all these double names of these girls, like Meredith, Suzanne, and, you know, names like that. It's a riot. Okay. So Freddie Mae, I've got her on my radar. Freddie Mae, is it okay if I skin you energetically? What's that? She's, she's, we've asked her that before. I'm just going to look at you kind of like an x-ray. I promise it won't hurt. No, I don't want it. I don't want any of that. Okay, fine. The bottom line, though, Iris, (laughs) she's not dying. Her spirit's very much in her body. She's not dying at the moment. But we can ask her a couple of questions if you want. We'll ask her spirit a couple questions. I can scan people, but I won't if they don't give me permission because I think it's unethical to do that. But I don't mind talking to somebody's spirit because I figure their spirit's not going to tell us anything it doesn't want us to know, right? That's true. So, yeah. So what what would be a question that we could ask her that would get us some inform- get you well, some information. Well, just know that I think my mom's always not only been my mother, but my best friend mm-hmm. and even, you know, everything to me, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't think I'm doing the best job right now, emotionally helping her. Like I'm, um, I'm very, I'm nitpicking things that she has no control over, but psycho psychologically, it's just, it's just been really tough right now, but mm-hmm. um, I just want to know, I guess, like, is she really happy? Because I know sometimes we do have some arguments, um, and up until the time she was uh, diagnosed, I mean, that's when I, I knew something wasn't right, when we would start arguing, and mm-hmm. I knew that she was changing history, <laughs> and I would tell everybody that's her story. Let me tell you the real thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, is is she okay with being here and not in a nursing home? Um, yeah, absolutely. She's saying that everything is running perfectly. She would just like more chocolate. <laughs> she like chocolate. Is she a chocolate girl? She, I'll give her more chocolate. She's an ice cream. She loves sweets. Great. Okay. Uh, Anything sweet. She doesn't want to eat vegetables and stuff like that anymore. And, of course, she raised me, and I had to, so I feel like she has to, too. Well, the thing thing is that sweetness is like the last taste to go, which is why elderly people Mm. crave sweets a lot, because they can taste it. So she's asking for chocolate. She's asking for milk chocolate. (laughs) That's what she's She likes some milk chocolate. Okay. Well, good luck. Okay. Let us know how she's Thank doing you. and how you're holding up. Okay. Hang in there. I appreciate it. Thank you Thanks, so much. Iris. Take care. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We do this show, everybody, every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. You can find this information a whole bunch of different places uh, on my website, Ask Julie Ryan. You can find it down at the bottom of the homepage. You can find it anywhere you download podcasts. It's in the show notes. It's also, uh, where else is it? We're on YouTube. We're on Alexa. I always put up something the day of this show on social media, Ask Julie Ryan on Instagram and Ask Julie Ryan on Facebook. So you can find it there as well. When you're on my site, sign up for my blog. And that's a question that somebody has submitted each each week. I pick one and then I answer it and I'll send it out. 
And on the body of the email, it'll have a little note. Hey, remember to call in and the call in numbers will be there too. So I'm just trying to make it easy for you if you want to call in and get your question answered. Uh, Also, when you're on my site, sign up for a private session and then we'll have a whole hour together. And it is so much fun. I just love it when I get you for a whole hour and we laugh and we can talk about anything and everything that we can cover in an hour. And if you go on my calendar and you think, oh my gosh, she's booked out. I'm usually booked out about a month to six weeks. Go ahead and get on my calendar because oftentimes people will reschedule and an earlier appointment can open up. I talked to somebody today that just scheduled yesterday because an appointment opened up today. Somebody rescheduled their time for today. So you just never know. And that works out great. All right, let's see. The question this week is from Amparo, and she lives in Sacramento, California. And she asked, hi, Julie, my daughter gave me your angelic attendance book for Christmas, and I'm loving it. I've been listening to your podcast, and I'm now an avid follower. My mother passed a year ago, and your book is timely in the sense that I've gone through the shock of losing her, but the hurt of missing her is still very present. I talk to her all the time, and I dream about her constantly. One dream stands out more than others that I'd like to share and ask, did this really take place between us? In my dream, I went up to meet with my mother in a cabin in the middle of the woods. It was early in the morning. The fog was lifting from the forest and I could see the sun rising. I walked up to this cabin and went in to find my mother. She looked young, healthy, and happy. We greeted each other with a hug and a kiss. And then in parentheses, Amparo said, other dreams I've had were of me weeping and her consoling me. I looked around the cabin. It was completely empty. There were two chairs in front of the fireplace and she was putting wood on the fire. My mother mentioned for me to sit and we sat across from each other. Or motioned, not mentioned. She motioned for her to sit and they sat across from each other. She mostly spoke and I listened. But for the life of me, I can't remember what she said. I've been at peace since that dream. My name is Amparo from Sacramento, California, and my mother is Maria. Does she have a message for me? Thanks. And here's my response. Hi, Amparo. What a wonderful story. Thanks for sharing it. We all dream every night, and most of us at some point in our lives have tried to figure out what our dreams mean. Is this even possible to extrapolate a message from a dream? Well, researchers at John Hopkins University think it is. In September 1999, the John Hopkins School of Public Health published a study in the journal Birth in which 104 pregnant women were asked to guess their baby's sex. This was way before gender reveal parties were the norm. Seems like we always know when somebody's pregnant what they're having, but it used to be that we didn't. I didn't know I was having Jonathan. He came out as a boy. I really thought he was going to be a girl. That was before I knew I was going to ever be involved with woo-woo, but used to be that way. Okay. I went on to say the moms were told they could use any method they liked. Dreams, hunches, pendulums, tea leaves, etc., to predict their baby's sex. The women had a 55% accuracy rate, the same as random guessing. An interesting finding, however, also materialized from this study. Researchers found women with the highest levels of education, 12 years or more, accurately predicted their baby's sex sex a whopping 71% of the time. And those women, and these women most often based their predictions on dreams. 
I don't believe you had a dream about your mother. I believe you had a visit from and with your mother. Visits are different from normal dreams. The colors are more vibrant and our senses seem to be in a heightened sense of awareness. It's as if we're dreaming in super high def. Several years after my younger sister Joan died, her husband Regis called to tell me about a dream he'd had about her. In the dream, when Regis was walking into their living room, Joan was sitting on the couch and asked him where he'd been. He said, quote, where have I been? Where have you been? And Joan replied, I've been here waiting for you. Regis kept telling me it felt so real when he was telling me about the dream. The next morning after the dream, Regis, who lived alone, noticed the hall closet light was on. This was the closet in which my sister kept all her coats, and according to Regis, it hadn't been opened in years. Regis didn't have a dream about Joan. He had a visit from her, and she turned on the closet light to prove it. Don't you love that story? That's one of my favorite stories. So keep doing your best to remember your dreams, especially the vivid ones, and ask your mom what she's trying to tell or show you. The answers will come into your head and feel like thoughts. The ones that materialize instantly within a second will be coming from your mom's spirit. The thoughts you think about for more than a couple of seconds will be your brain talking to you. Some people find it helpful to keep a pen and paper next to their bed to make notes. I've even dictated information I received in a dream into my cell phone so I'd remember it in the morning. Your mother wanted you to know she's always around you and that you can communicate with her anytime, any place even while you're sleeping. So Amparo from Sacramento, thank you so much for submitting that question. I thought it was just terrific. All right, let's go back to the phones and let's see who else we have. I believe our next caller is Margaret. Hi, Margaret. Hi. How wow. Are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm terrific. Thanks. Where are you calling us from? I'm calling from Indiana. All right. Please take me off speaker. We're getting feedback. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. I was going to, so anyway. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> Got a question for me? I do. And it's funny that I should call in just as you're talking about that um, person talking about dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been having the weirdest dreams, and they aren't scary. They aren't disturbing or anything like that. It's like I'm talking to everybody in my dreams. Like there's an old boyfriend from high school. And I was talking to him, and I was telling him, like, well, just sit on the bed. He goes, well, you know, I'm married. And I go, yeah, I know, but we got to talk about something. It was just weird. And then, uh-huh. um, I don't know, I've just had, have had dreams consistently the last, and I don't, I dream, but not like that. And it's uh-huh. like everybody I can think of, I have had a dream with. People uh-huh. I haven't even thought of I've had a dream with. Yeah. And I'm going, what the heck is going on? You're playing in your dreams. You're doing what's called, sometimes it's astral travel. When you have, like I just was talking about with this question that I was Mm -hmm. answering, where it feels like it's in high def. It's like the colors are crisper and the the smells are are stronger and, you know, and all of that. Mm -hmm. When that happens, you know that's a visit versus just a regular dream. Okay. Well, I I don't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think when we dream... Oftentimes, we're trying to interpret those dreams, and there's lots of ways to interpret dreams. Uh But I think we're trying to make sense in our human minds about stuff that can even be happening in different realities. And so we're trying to figure out how does this work, and we really can't know because it's not 
it's not in our human consciousness to be able mm-hmm. to figure it out. So what were you going to say about dreaming in high def? Oh, well, it's it's not like the dream is like the colors are brighter or anything like that, but it's just like we're just carrying a conversation. It's a little, I don't mm-hmm. know. And this person has has been past it for probably 10 years, I think. Yeah, and, well. And, and it was so, like, I don't know, it's just weird, like I said, that I've had so many dreams about different people. And are most of the ones that you have, are they people who've passed, or are they people who are still alive, or both? People that are past, yeah. as far as so I know. Vi- those are visits. Usually those are visits. And and what happens is you're on the same frequency as, as them, and they're just coming in in your dreams because you're relaxed and you're asleep, and they can come in and they can communicate with you. Because every spirit has its own frequency, Margaret, mm-hmm. and it stays that frequency so that spirit through all of its lives. So that's how we're able to communicate with people who are deceased. We think of them that tunes our head, our satellite dish heads to that frequency of that person, person's spirit, mm-hmm. and then we're able to communicate with them. So they're just utilizing your dream state when you're when you're asleep and you're calm and they can get in and they can communicate with you. So how fun is that? That's fabulous. That that is, but it's just weird because there's just been so many. I mean, it's like two or three times a week at least. I'll wake up and go, well, that was weird. Why would I dream about that? Or why would I dream about this, you know? And so I just like, I don't know. It's just been weird. Okay. Well, thanks for calling. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you for uh, having your show. You bet. Take care. Uh Uh-huh. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Let's see who else we have here. Let's go to Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi. Can you hear me? I can. There's a lot of static, though. I'm sorry. Um, Well, Tim from Houston. Tim from Houston. Yeah. um, Okay. Tim, I'm going to have to, I'm not going to be able to keep you on because there's just too much static in the background. I'm sorry. Please, please call in another time. Okay. That would be too hard to, to talk with him. Okay. Let's go to Susie. Hi, Suze. Hi, Julie. Thanks so much for taking my call. You're welcome. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm doing really well. I just I have a question about Griffey. I haven't talked about him in a while. And last time you were saying his soul is out of his body, he's our dog who's going to turn, I think, is it three or four on, in June. And he did have another um, couple seizures since I talked to you. So you know, he's had four seizures since mm-hmm. December 6th, and the last one was March 27th. And so um, I'm just wondering what you see. He seems very happy. My son is doing great and taking him with him on hikes and everything while my son's off because the baseball season hasn't started, obviously. And mm-hmm. so um, just wondering what you see there and asking about the couple different CBD products that we have, whether mm-hmm. you see in his best interest. To his soul is, his spirit's still out of his body, Susie. Really? Yeah, I connected wow. to you. And for those of you that are listening that don't know what Susie and I are talking about, it's when somebody is dying or when an animal is dying, it's a, it looks like a bubble that holds on to the top of the head. I call it the spirit bubble. And um, you sound like you're in a, an aviary. Are you oh, you know, I'm trying to birds? get away from the birds. The birds oh, are in the other room here. I'm going to close the door. Yeah. Oh, my, how funny. My son are you a baby the... bird from the baseball field a couple years ago. Oh. So. Oh, I was going to say, it sounds like you've got a bunch of birds around you. Are you outside? 
So it looks like a bubble that's attached to the top of his head, and he's huh. he's still there. I'm sorry, which wow. means that he's he's dying. It doesn't mean he's gonna die, but it means that he is dying right now. When I see that, and for those of you that want to see a visual of that, go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and there are the 12 phases of transition for humans. And you'll see it looks like a bubble that you'd find in a cartoon caption where the characters' thoughts or comments are, and it's just in a bubble. I'm sorry. Do you have an idea of why he's dying or what he's dying of? Because he's so young? Yeah. What came in, Suze, was heart failure. Wow. Does he have, is that related to the seizures then? I get Pardon a me? yes. I get yeah. a yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so the CBD, my son, I bought CBD oil, which we haven't given him yet, but um, we have this hemp calming treat um, that my son, anxiety and stress, hemp calming treats. Do so those seem mm-hmm. like in their best interest? In fact, they have a golden retriever on the front. He's the English cream golden retriever. They have one on the front cover. Does he seem like he's anxious? Well, um, we sometimes if, if uh, my husband when my husband leaves the house or something, he gets anxious. He's really attached to my husband and my son, so mm-hmm. um, we just thought that might help. And um, just because of the seizures, because mm-hmm. it, it just had different stuff on on the internet about seizures. Uh, I mean, CBD oil helping dogs with seizures. So we just thought we'd try it. But I'm going to have this I'm other. Gonna- I'm getting a no on the treats with the CBD oil. What was the other one, Suze? The other one is um, I got organic Tuscany gold sensitive formula CBD oil that I'm holding in my hand. And uh, I actually started taking it myself uh, for the lupus. But I, I went, this is the bottle I bought for the dog, but we weren't mm-hmm. sure about putting that under his tongue. Do you have a sense of if that one would I'm be getting, good for him with the I'm piece? getting put a, put a couple of drops in his food. Oh, Okay. That's what so I got for that one. Yeah. Okay, so that could food. help with the, the seizure. And do you see anything? My son says he has bad breath, and he's been trying to brush his teeth. Do you see any reason why he has bad breath, like any that's, bad tooth? That's gut stuff. His gut's out of whack. Oh, oh, gut's out of whack. Okay, yeah. so just is there anything recommended for that? Uh, not off the top of my head, but it's just, you know, like when somebody, their gut biome gets out of whack, I would uh-huh. talk to the vet about that. Okay. About the All doctor. right. Well, thank you. really appreciate You're the welcome. answers and hope you have a great, uh, happy Mother's Day to you this weekend. Thank you. You too. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Bye, Suze. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All righty. Let's see who our next caller is. I believe it's Darcy. Hi, Darcy. Hi, how are you, Julie? I'm well. How are you? Good. I was trying to get on, and then I had to run downstairs and help my mother-in-law with her physical therapy. So I was oh, like, oh, gosh, get back on the phone. Um, so I'm actually calling about her. Um, do you remember Betty? And I'm in San Francisco. And um, just want to check in to see. I haven't asked you about her in a while. And kind of wanted to see if you had seen, if you can see anything, what's going on with her. She's just kind of in a... Um, holding pattern with not being able to really walk or feed herself or you know anything basically. Was she in any of the tra- any of the phases of transition when we talked last, Darcy? No, she wasn't. You said she wasn't, and so I was just wondering. I would she's love still to- not. <laughs> she's still not. That's <laughs> why I'm asking. Uh, uh, 
Yeah. So, okay. Do you see any improvement in her? Like, do you think we should still keep trying to get her to, you know, be able to walk and, um, you know. I'm getting that she's going to let you know when she's done, when she doesn't want to do it anymore. Okay. She'll let you know. But in the meantime, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Just keep giving Mm -hmm. her the opportunity to mm-hmm. do these things and she's gonna she's gonna let you know yeah we were walking with a physical therapist and she says where am I going I'm, I'm too tired and I was like okay well yeah, I gotta exercise you know mm-hmm. build up your strength so mm-hmm. yeah I'm just curious about her okay and and her, it's okay her. if she doesn't want to do that because you know that's yeah. how they wind down and yeah. we want them to be around and we want them to be healthy, but it's okay if they, if that's not what she wants to do. Exactly. And I know we get frustrated with them sometimes when that happens, but um, mm. it, it's her, her life, her body, her decision, really. Mm-hmm. So I would ask, I, I keep asking her what she wants yeah. to do. Yeah. Okay. I hope that helps. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for taking such good care of her. I'm sure the family yeah. <laughs> loves loves you for it. Well, it's mostly my my father in law and my husband, but um, I do try to jump in when I can. So yeah, it's yeah. just harder for me because I'm not as strong. But anyway, right? Okay. So All right. Well, day. thank you. you too. Thanks, Darcy. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye bye. Okay, everybody, that's it for this week. Thank you to everybody that called in. And those that I didn't get, please call in next week and let me know that I didn't get to you this week, and I'll do my best to get you on. In the meantime, if you enjoy this show, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. It helps others find this information. And if you read Angelic Attendance, I would love it if you'd leave an Amazon review for that, too, because that also helps people find the information. Angel Messages for Kids is my children's book. I'm getting lots of great comments on that. And I just wrote the manuscript for its sequel, Angel Messages for Dog. So it's going to be really cute too. In the meantime, happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. And I hope you all have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next Thursday. Take care, everybody. Bye now. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.